Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. And welcome to the 419th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my fellow Scrumdly Umptious co-host, because it's uh, it's an early December morning here in Puckleland. Uh, I've got the the as spectacular as ever scrawn well hello everybody it is my pleasure to be with you on this fine day and the co-host that you'll never be able to get all the cotton out of the rug for the fluffiest rooms of cot are you still cleaning up from the last time i was there <laughs> yeah absolutely uh, <laughs> how does the cotton get in the rug is that a thing i don't think so i don't <laughs> think so actually but it's so, like a problem experience with cotton i feel like the problem with cotton is like getting the thorns out right you know I think what honestly, the, the one the one <laughs> guest that you will have trouble like removing from your carpet is shamu uh that's probably true uh but you i don't want to like, know I, I really there. don't <laughs> no it's like he was sitting there and lying there for most of BuckleCon. like he'd made a nest you say nest, I say Jabba the Hutt, like, son, like sitting spot. All right. <laughs> On that note, welcome to the Puckle <laughs> Podcast. We talk everything Pokemon <laughs> from from the video really? game, mostly the video game right now because Sword and Shield just launched. But also we talk the trading card game. We talk, I mean, even even smaller stuff like Pokemon merchandise, I guess, sometimes because Pokemon merchandise is cool and we we can't have enough of it in our lives. <laughs> especially uh, those of us stuck over here in europe oh my gosh so, it's horrible yeah. for you guys actually because you don't have i i can't i can't believe that you still don't have pokemon center in europe because like i thought they did no they don't we don't no because oh. like it's a it's like a way bigger thing so like it was i remember when pokemon center relaunched in the u.s it was a huge deal and they made a huge deal of it and yeah then um so so we still have it and i'm surprised because that was like that was like Back in like 2014, 2015, I have to say. That's the New York location? No, not the New, not the New York location, just the website, PokemonCenter.com. Oh, okay. And like it's been it's been a long time since that actually like became that became a thing. And now it's uh I'm surprised it hasn't made its way to Europe in any form. Uh yeah, there is a very sad lack of Christmas whimsicots in my life. <laughs> That's true. They do. They always knock it out of the park on Christmas stuff. Like I swear. Mm, yeah. I swear. They always knock it out for that. That's. I, I'm kind of sad that I went to Japan like in October and not in something like November, or December, so I could go to the Pokemon centers and see the Christmas merch there. Yeah. 
Uh, how many total did you end up hitting? Did you miss uh, any by chance? We hit five. Um, so we hit you, five. The ones I had been to were the Sky Tree. Yes, the we Mega, hit. I hit Sky the Tree yeah. Train Center and the one in Yokohama. So I hit. So four it, yeah, the, yeah, so I hit all four of those, and then I hit. Uh, there was an extra one that I hit. Um, Ooh, because there. So I hit. I hit Yokohama. I hit. Uh, I hit Mega. I hit. Uh, I hit Sky Tree. I hit the train station, which the train station kind of sucked. Um, mm. Tokyo Station, Pokemon Center. It does. It it is the smallest, and it doesn't have like that a feature statue and stuff. The prices are also like higher at that one compared to the rest of them. Oh. By the way, so if you're going to Japan, by the way, don't go to Tokyo Station, Pokemon Center. Go to literally any of the others. Uh, <laughs> there's like a ten percent increase in price at that one. It was really weird. Hmm. I think it's because you can get like tax free when you're there. And so they just oh, okay. added the tax on already <laughs> to all yeah. of the prices because their sales tax is like crazy high. It's like 10%. Um, uh, that's like most states. What? What is, what is Missouri's sale tax? Cause I it, think it's around 10%. <laughs> really? Cause like Ohio, Ohio's is 7.5 and oh. Indiana's is, I think, seven. And, uh, I know Washington states is 6.25. So hmm. I mean, I, Ten percent's a lot, actually, in my opinion. But I think it's more like federally uh, run in Japan compared to uh, like it's at the state level in the U.S. If it makes you all feel better, it's like twenty something percent in Italy. But at least it's always like included, so you know what you're paying up front. That's the thing. Like it's never included in the U.S. And at least they're doing wonderful things with the money in Italy, like putting it all in the Moses Project to protect. <laughs> Scrawn, uh, scrawn, please, no. Let's, let's change we're the done. subject. We're please. done. We're done. Uh, and so, but yeah, I, I think I, I think we hit Tokyo Bay on top of that. I think we hit that one on top of that. I, I, we did go to five though. I do remember going to five, like explicitly. Um, I have the picture somewhere on my phone. The uh, airport, maybe? Is there one in the airport? No, there's not one in the airport. Mm. Um, well, I, dep- I think it depends on which airport you're in. Uh, the, no, there is one in Narita. The problem was it was uh, it was in the wrong terminal from where we had our flight. Oh, okay. So gotcha. we couldn't go oh, so to. So it was it. in the domestic terminal, maybe. Yeah, I think it's in the. It was in. It's in Terminal B at Narita, and our flight was in Terminal C, and yeah. so we couldn't go. It was unfortunate. We did get to go to the United Lounge, though. That was an experience. Um, <laughs> uh, I've been in two airport lounges in my entire life. And this is completely not Pokemon related, but I've been in two airport lounges my entire life. And one's been the Narita United Lounge, and one's been the Delta Lounge at the St. Paul Minneapolis Airport. Um, nice. And Fun the what? The better one of the two, surprisingly, is the Delta Lounge in the St. Paul Minneapolis Airport. Oh. <laughs> surprisingly? Yeah. I mean... Uh, You'd expect a- Narita's to be pretty good. But it's United. Yeah, that's the problem. It's a busy airport. Yeah. And, you know. They're both busy airports, I think. Like, in what? Minneapolis or, like. I think both. I think Narita's both of them. definitely more busy. I think. I, oh, I definitely think Narita's busier than St. Paul, Minneapolis. <laughs> uh, but it's, uh, I mean, it was, I think Delta just provided better food. Like, it was just better food. Better. I mean, the nice thing about lounges is they just, like, leave the bottles of alcohol out, which is kind of cool. Uh, and so you can just, like, mix your own drinks. Um, and I'm a big fan nice. of that. Um, also, while I was in Japan, I discovered Sochu, which is my new like favorite liquor. Sochu. Sochu. <laughs> Sochu is my new favorite thing, man. Uh, mm. Sochu and Chuhi. I'm all into it. Uh, 
one hundred percent into it. I will. I will. I. I don't. I haven't found any in the U.S., but uh, we can. We can talk can more about it. that later. I, I need to find it. I need to find it. I think we we have an international market here in town, so I'm probably gonna go over there and try to see if I can find it. Just get some good sochu, so I can make some chuhi. Uh, uh, maybe I'll have some ramen, so I can mix it. Uh, oh my god! Everyone's probably just saying thatch is a weeb and uh, okay, now. but they haven't had they haven't had a, a ramune chuhi, okay? And <laughs> chuhi, it's literally the best thing in the entire world. Oh, one hundred percent the best thing in the entire world. Mm. Yeah, is but it- what does it evolve into? Right, <laughs> <laughs> a ramune chuhi evolves in. <laughs> It evolves into Sochu. The uh, <laughs> uh, it's the it's the Pika clone. This gen. Um, to change the topic, I kind of have good news. Yeah. Um, as an organizer uh, in the St. Louis area, I can now run mid-season showdowns Ooh. and premier challenges. I so I have a ge- I have a genuine question about that because yeah. I know the ch- the like the changeover to Switch is mm-hmm. um, somewhat more complicated than using a 3ds. Um, a little I, bit, yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, do that. Does like TPCI have like requirements for you to have certain equipment to be able to run these events? Um, not as event, not at events at the you know at at like that level at, of at, at like mid season showdown. showdown. Okay, like the local um, events. Yeah. So if once you get to regionals, that's when it's a bit more complicated. But they don't let you know. Mm-hmm. Pe- you know, if you're just anybody just run a regional, like yeah, me, yeah, you need to have had experience at like nationals or worlds at that mm-hmm. point. To be honest, um, at midseason showdowns, I'm just expecting a lot of people from like nearby states to come because like mm-hmm. it's that does sparse. that like, does happen. Like there's a VGC community in Kansas City, and there's a VGC community in Chicago, mm-hmm. and we sometimes get people from those. I know to St. Louis, yeah, which I, is great. Like the community yeah. has been growing. Like my Discord has gone from like ten people in the past year and a half to like it's over fifty now. Ooh, yeah, I can I can imagine because like even when I was when I was still active in the VGC scene and I was playing when I would go to like uh, so Sigma and I went to a midseason showdown in Columbus and. Uh, there were still people from Chicago at that midseason showdown. Yeah, uh, Chicago has a really, really active VGC scene. I mean, I would uh, imagine like third largest city in the three United or States. Four active um, t- uh, tournament organizers. I would imagine. Yeah, yeah Chicago is a pretty nice. big place, so I-, I can imagine that. But yeah, they would like come down there to try to get their points and everything. And <laughs> I, I mean, I've never been about chasing the points because I think a little bit of it is who's got the money to go to the things. Um, and or, I just like you know, it's families traveling yeah trying to get their kids scholarships no i'm totally so like i i low-key made that joke to my wife um and it was only a half joke about how no like it's when when we have a kid that kid's probably gonna play pokemon right because how many juniors ever show up to events Mm -hmm. and that kid's gonna get to worlds pretty easy (laughs) yeah so i've had families do that and if they're within if they're only if they're four or less juniors or seniors at an event, then mm-hmm. they just straight up get championship points. Yeah, just for participating. That's why I told her we take we take the kid we we just tell the kid that playing Pokemon's cool, whether it be the TCG or the video game, and then they go and then they get championship points. Then they probably <laughs> somehow accidentally get we go to a regional and they're good enough out of the ten kids that show up <laughs> at the video game and. And I know I know that when I went to uh, so this is still this is old because I think it was twenty it was twenty eighteen I went 
yeah, 2018, I went to uh, um, Collinsville Regionals. And mm. I know when I went there, it was like 21 in the seniors division or something like that. And I know juniors was like less than that. Yeah. It, you know, it's just a matter of spreading awareness to parents and stuff. Like, yeah. Uh, like uh, slightly off topic, when I worked at GameStop, I used it as a selling point when I was yeah. trying to sell Pokemon games. Like, yeah, if your kid can play this game competitively and get pretty sizable scholarships. Yeah. If you're- I would, I would want I'm, I'm all for having my kid learn to play VGC or, and like, just go get, uh, go get some scholarship money. I'm all for it. Uh, I know my parents wouldn't let me do that though. <laughs> uh, but on that note, I think this is a good place to stop. We will, uh, we're going to kick it on over to the news. So let's cue that epic music. And welcome to the news. In the news, we have a few things going on. Uh, most notably, uh, if you're listening to this now, you miss Community Day. <laughs> yeah, Community Sorry. Weekend. Uh, the other, th- but there's so many like interesting things that are happening, and I'm very confused by them. First of all, there's going to be a new Pokemon web series on YouTube uh, if it survives Copa, and mm. so the series is called Pokemon Twilight Wings. And it's going to appear on YouTube on January 15th, 2020 at 1 p.m. UTC, which is British time. So what's this Twilight Wings like referring? Are spoilers okay now? Like, what? is that referring to Eternatus? I don't know. Maybe. Hmm, that seems like the only thing that would make sense. Unless I maybe- have no oh, idea. Oh, oh, it's got to be Corviknight because it's like a symbol of the Galar region. Mm. Yeah, sure. I don't know. Oh, that's really cool. That's okay, that's that's a bold prediction. Hey, I mean they got like the statues in uh Winden, so I mean there was also there was also a Fletchling weather vane. So you know Yeah, yeah. and Fletchling is not in Sword and Shield. Yeah, so. you can also wear that Polyworld shirt at the same time. Hmm. Uh this series features various short animated shorts, uh seven of them, uh about the goings on about people in the Gala region. Um, it's made by Studio Colorido and is directed by Shingo Yamashita. I don't know any of those people, so uh, <laughs> that's that's where you go. Yeah, nice. Uh, that that could probably be cool. Like the first thing that comes to mind is those like early, you know, Galar Pokemon memes, where it's like, "Oh, Slag, wanna have a cheeky Pokemon fight?" <laughs> I don't know that that's going to be what happens at all. It, it, it probably won't, but I highly expect there to be some semblance of accents, you know, you know, sort of like what was portrayed with like some of the police officers in Sword and Shield. I don't so, know. I mean, it depends I, on I, who they get dubbing this because old <laughs> predictions all around. That's all I'm saying. I personally hope it's, you know, like Nicolas Cage doing a bad British accent. British, what? You're not going to get Nicolas Cage for this? You know, I don't limit my mind fast. <laughs> I I, at least, I limit my mind to realistic possibilities. That's what I limit mine to. Well, I don't. <laughs> so the next, the next piece of news is that they announced that there's going to be another Pokemon movie that's going to come out in Japan on July 10th, 2020. Ooh, what a surprise. And that's all we know. 
<laughs> we just know that it's going to be a new movie, though. It's not going to be based on the old movies. Uh, or right. it's not going to be ba- well because it's the it's an entirely new movie unlike the one where we got the remake last year that still hasn't hit the west by the yeah. way huh it still hasn't hit the west which is really strange probably because i wouldn't be surprised if it was just like oh well the people we took out all the western jokes <laughs> because the vikings joke did not make it into the remake i'm just letting people know i mean uh, the vikings uh, joke was not in there in the first place it was just an american dub thing so I know. if it ever makes it to the west they can put in the vikings no no joke. no so so the whole scene where they are vikings is gone oh I so like that. there's not even the opportunity for the viking joke i thought it was a scene by scene remake it, so there were places where they made changes um because like they didn't they didn't go back to like full on goofy team rocket oh that's what happened. Like they didn't go on to. F- yeah, it was really, it was really odd. Like some of the creative choices they made, mm. because it wasn't a shot for shot remake. And it, I mean, that really, I think it's one of those things that exemplifies like the difference between the anime now and the anime back then. Yeah, I suppose like the farthest you get from the seventies, the less acceptable a goofy evil team becomes. Yeah, I guess, yeah. I mean, especially if you look at the like how serious like they try to portray Team Rocket to an extent. Um, outside of, I guess, the Alolan anime, but like in Gen 6 and Gen uh, Gen 5, they tried to like make them like legitimately scary. No, I remember this. And it, it looks like that's the case too. in like the, the Gen, I want to, I want to put Gen 8 anime in quotes because I don't know where they're going with it anymore. I don't know where they're going with it, but I saw like a couple of gift sets and Go is like the most adorable thing ever. And I might have to get back into the anime just for Go. Yeah, I think it's a nice bre- it's a fresh air into the anime. Uh, but also Team Rocket, like Jesse has a, uh, I forget what Jesse has, but James has a Tyranitar. Like, really? Yeah. What? <laughs> what? Like, yeah. Okay. It's That's just surprising. like it's just like yeah. Like, we usually went, they give him some sort of weird predatory plant. We went we <laughs> went from zero to sixty real fast. Okay. <laughs> I think the story behind that is that Team Rocket issued them some yes. actually yes. good Pokemon That's so that happened. they can actually do a decent job. Mm-hmm. That's, That's what happened. Fun. Oh, Jesse has a Gyarados. That's what it is. Okay. Well. Yeah. All Full right. circle. Mm-hmm. I want to see that clip where they're actually issued good Pokemon. Yeah, they have some, like, good Pokemon. It's really contributing weird. Contributing nothing. Yeah. You know, they obviously have probably have seniority now. Maybe that's important in the Team Rocket. <laughs> yeah. And yet they're still 17. Mm-hmm. Right, right. <laughs> I try not to think about it too much, but, you know, just the parts <laughs> that can make sense. So, uh, I guess, I mean, there's not terribly much more news than this, but the other thing, there was an update to uh, the wild area, like, events that are going on, because right now we have um, we have Gigantamax, Snorlax, Butterfree, Dreadnought, and San- Sandaconda, Corviknight, and Scorch going on right now, mm-hmm. as, like, coming up more often. Um, and yeah. those were originally slated to go until uh, January 5th, as shared by Nintendo of America, but it's actually January 9th. There was like an oopsie somewhere. Uh, so you get four extra days to go get all of those if you haven't gotten them yet. I mean, there's lots of oopsies everywhere, apparently. Yesterday, someone in the chat was mentioning that the official guide states that you cannot get the opposite game fossils even from the Digging Duo, which is false. But you that is false. Can. Yeah, I have firsthand experience. That, that is false. Same. <laughs> wow. Okay, lots of oopsies. Uh, that's Mm-mm. nice. That's really nice. 
Uh, that makes me sad. I don't know if it's oopsies so much as like they want to leave some stuff to be discovered. Maybe I, I don't know that. That's like blatant lying. Like the, like this is this sounds like stuff we would have heard in like 1998 for the Game Boy Advance because like the uh, the guidebook was made by somebody who wasn't like in Nintendo or something like that, and then Nintendo like slapped their sticker on it. Mm-mm. It sounds like something that would have happened back then, but not something that would happen now, especially with how careful they typically are with their guidebooks now. Um, at least the past two generations, like Gen 6 and Gen 7 had awesome guidebooks, and they purposely like left stuff out so they could have like guidebook part two. <laughs> and it's, it just seems really strange to me. Don't buy bi- guidebooks, by the way. Like, sorry if you're the type of person who buys guidebooks. But That's, me. Buy them. Uh, That's me. That's oh. <laughs> me. Uh, I, I only uh, I, I buy like the first run because they're really nice, like hardcover ones. I like I like the hardcover guidebooks. I don't like the paperback guidebooks. I know from firsthand experience at retail stores, if you don't sell guidebooks, you have to destroy them. What? Uh, yeah, you like have to. It's called uh, penning them out. You have to literally like have like a regional manager come in and rip them up. That's really weird. That's really weird. Because like it would like supposedly de you know deflate the economy for them because they're so they're so easy to get. Yeah, yeah. I imagine. But yeah, I think that's, uh, I mean, that's pretty much all of the news, um, in the Pokemon world. Oh, there is, uh, they announced, this is very strange to me, the 2020 circuit for Puckin Tournament. <laughs> all right. You know, like they haven't added DLC for a year and a half or so. Yeah. I, so I'm just, I like, my thought is just the meme is just the meme for Mean Girls of just stop trying to make Pokken Tournament happen. It's not going to happen. Well, if they <laughs> don't keep putting stuff out for it, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen because, yeah, they're, they're at all the internationals, the upcoming internationals, uh, which is weird because we also got all of the international dates by right now as well from this, which is blows my mind because this is way earlier than we ever get international dates. Mm-hmm. And the dates for North America are exactly what I thought they would be. And it's not it's not bueno for us. We should talk about it offline sometime. Uh, OK, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the uh, the yeah, so like Oceania International um, is in Melbourne, Australia, February 21st to 23rd. Uh, the European International is in Berlin, Germany, uh, April 17th to 19th. And the North American International Championships are June 26th to 28th. And mm. I don't think we have a location for that one yet either which is weird i don't know why they gave us a location for everything but that one but you know what that's cool probably trying to negotiate with which convention center it's either going to be indianapolis or columbus (laughs) you know maybe they'll decide to do good old dayton ohio this time i don't think they'll do dayton ohio (laughs) (laughs) right smack in the middle between the two of them richmond indiana here we go uh <laughs> and so yeah it's uh it, yeah we'll see we'll see how that goes but yeah you can go play pocket at these places and they have prize monies to do it i i just go think yeah i mean just play shadow mewtwo and win honestly it probably doesn't take much to do it because there aren't that many people that can do it <laughs> the, there are some people in there who are just like absurdly good yeah, but it's like been doing it. All you got, all you got to do is like make top point, seven, top, top like eight. That's all you have to do, and you that's get like a thousand dollars. Like that's all you need. So just keep that in mind. <laughs> On that note, I do want to, I do want to shift gears to uh, to some puckle stuff that's coming up uh, because uh, we typically do the UUTC at the beginning of the year, and there's going to be some minor changes to the UUTC this year. 
uh, compared to how we've done it in years past. The UUTC stands for the Ultimate, Ultimate. Underground <laughs> Tournament of Champions. I believe that. Uh, I believe that I came up with that nonsensical name in 2014. Uh, I mean, you like came up with another, but oh. then you kept, you know, messing up the acronym. So it I did. I honestly know, me- but I but. did. I did. We love our acrom- acronyms here in Puckle. Yeah. So it's a, uh, it's typically like our big, like singles tournament of the year. Um, and we like, uh, we wanted to keep it on cart because one, that's what kind of like binds a lot of us together is playing the Pokemon game together, uh, mm-hmm. at Puckle. And we wanted to keep it on cart, but unfortunately, and you can you can thank your overlords at Game Freak or TPCI one of the one of the two. They put a twenty minute maximum battle timer on Pokemon battles in the cartridge. Um, you cannot change it, um, not easily at least. There is a way to get thirty minutes, but the way you have to get thirty minutes is you have to you have to make a tournament two days in advance minimum, and it only lasts for three hours, and you have to get everybody else to join it, or you have to get the other person to join it, and then you can get thirty minutes. <laughs> Which is a lot of hoops to go through just for an extra 10 minutes. Which may still not be long enough. Exactly. Uh, it's not. And for those of you, for those of you who are wondering, like, if you're, if you're new to Pokemon and you don't actually, or you never paid attention to how long, like, OU matches typically take on cartridge, the answer is, I'd say on average through, cause I've done a ton of battles, cause I've played a lot of people on stream. I have had some matches last under 20 minutes, but so I've is had it just a 20 minutes to make choices. Or no, 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 no. It's no. 20 minutes with animations. animation. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, it is a problem. We've we've discussed it's a it at big length. Problem. There's like room for maybe 15 turns in there. Yep. <laughs> and so, yeah, well, no, no it, they did take the turn timer down to 60 seconds. So you probably you probably get more than 15 turns out of it. Maybe. No, because you get animations. That's true. But yeah, it's a uh, but either way, that's still not a lot. Like that's not a lot because like I would I would say most battles probably go twenty some turns like on average. So like, look look, a sixteen turn battle is a sweep where yeah. someone sets yes. up and six yes. outs someone else. Yep. And an average battle is like thirty thirty ish turns thirty five turns, yep. and then a battle against Seth Vilo is like two hundred. No, I'm joking. Yeah. It's like <laughs> sixty, and then the timer runs out. But yeah, yeah right. Yeah, and so the the that's the that's the real big problem with that we're facing here. And so what we've decided to do this year because we wanted to keep things on cart is we're going to go to a uh, a best of 3 format. Um still singles, but we're going to do the 3v3 battle spot singles style. Well, I guess it's not battle spot anymore. It's uh it's battle stadium singles. That's what they call it. <laughs> so it still abbreviates the same way. So what size is the roster of Pokémon near that? Uh we haven't quite hashed that out. I'm also not too worried about the rosters in general. Just because also thank you to uh our overlords at Game Freak. Um there is, there are no battle videos. Mm. There there's no way to really check anything like that. Mm-mm. And so I think that's just something that we're going to have to like I I don't know if it's anything that we even should police. Mhm. That that's my that's my uh my hot take on it. But we, we still haven't hashed that well, out. We should have people submit the rosters still. And if there's a discrepancy, then look into it. Yeah. I mean there's no way that we can it's gonna be by word of mouth and that's about it, right? Like, like photos and stuff if there's a problem uh, in a tournament match. I still think it's I, I think that's a lot to ask for, personally. Um, in terms of policing, and I don't know if it's anything worth policing. So, but there's more, there's more details, there's more details that we can, that need to be hashed out and overall, but I just wanted to make the announcement that it's going to be 3v3 singles if people are like prepping for OU hardcore for the UTC in the community. Mm-hmm. And I also wanted an avenue to just like let people know the 20 minute timer exists because I think it's something that hasn't hit a lot of ears. 
I know that when it hit mine, it it did things to me. Like I was extremely disappointed. It was the one yeah. thing I really didn't take well yeah. about the new generation. I like I don't know that you can claim to me anymore that the OU meta is the reason Sword and Shield is good anymore. Mm. Uh, mostly because you can't play the OU meta on Sword and Shield. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Uh, you can't you can't realistically play the OU meta on Sword and Shield. So you're you you're a big fan of Pokemon Showdown and what they did with po- the new Pokemon. Um, mm, that's what that's, yeah. that's what that tells me. Uh, <laughs> Which is pretty good, to be fair. I mean, it is good. No, no, I, it is good. I I. I, I definitely agree. All I'm agree. saying is that the meta, if it existed on cartridge, would be one of the best in years. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. But it doesn't. Yeah, but it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, there we go. So uh, what really matters is if the VGC meta is good, which is what they push. So yeah. doubles for Pokemon. Yeah, that's probably what's going to be. I, I think Gigantamaxes are actually particularly good for that. But we, we'll, we'll say that conversation to something else. But yeah, I just wanted to get that off off my plate and just let people know because I just wanted the avenue to like talk about and let you guys know that we're changing up the format a little bit of our one of our community tournaments and that we are also that the 20 minute timer exists and it makes me sad. But yeah, on that note, let's go to something happier like Puckle's Pokey Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. And welcome to Puckle's Poke Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. So that means Scrawn and Whimsicott will be working as a team together to try to earn points by answering five Pokemon-themed trivia questions that all come from our Discord. Um, so if you want to drop in trivia questions to try to stump the co-host, you can go over there. And they're going to be answering five questions, each worth one point apiece, except for the time it's not. <laughs> except for a multitude of exceptions. Except for the one time it's not, which is question number four. It's just, it's usually multi-answer and you guys can get a bonus point. So there you guys go on that. So that's a possible total of six. They also get a lifeline to use, which is a hint. And if they don't use it and they get all the questions correct, they can cash in for a seventh point. For a possible total of seven, they are racing their fellow co-hosts in a race to 30 points. Whoever gets there first gets a $20 credit to T Public, where they can buy the phone case of their choice. Or I guess t-shirt or something. I don't know. And on that note, we are going to go ahead and uh, get started. First of all, though, this segment is brought to you by AnimeGravy.com, your one-stop shop for a bunch of cool, nerdy stuff. Those guys are great. I suggest you go check out their art. It is just fantastic. We love them. And on that note, we are going to go ahead and go through these trivia questions from the Discord server. So let's get started. Our first question is going to be from... Claude Nine, what type has the most gym leaders? Ooh. We are also excluding Kahunas and trial leaders. Okay, so I think I think Rock, but let's count them out. So, um, it's not gonna be Fire. Rock sounds right. So you've got Gen Seven. I have Gen One, Gen Three, Gen Four. Gen 4, yeah, it's going to be Rock. Gen 6, Gen 7, oh, Gen 7 doesn't count, Gen 8. 2 is n- never overlapping with 1, so it's all but, if there, unless there's something that's in all in 7. 
I can think of a normal in water that could be um, like a competition because um, normal wasn't in Gen 1, but it is. But normal was in Gen 5 twice with Sharon and Leon. Exactly. And technically, water was also in Gen 5 twice. So, you know, water actually is in Gen 1, Gen 3, Gen... Four, Gen 5 twice and Gen uh, 8. So water actually wins out if you count the people. Yeah, it's water. You have Marlin and the other... Wait, what's the other one in Gen 5? Cress. Oh, right. Yeah, it's it's got to be water. Yeah. Water is correct. There are seven in water. You have Misty, Wallace, Juan, Wake, Cress, Marlin, and Nessa. So there are seven water type gym leaders. Uh, All right, that's one point for you guys. Good for you. Our next question is going to be from Piccolo. Who is the only new Pokemon in Sword and Shield that requires high friendship in order to evolve? Snom. Snom, yeah. (laughs) Snom at night. Snom is correct. And I think we're just going to make it a meme that Snom is always the answer to something. I am not against that. I love Snom. I just want it to stay a little caterpillar that eats snow forever. See, I'm um, I'm doing an unevolved, like a not fully evolved run of shield. Oh gosh. Except for Morpeko, I'm probably gonna get a Morpeko. And I really wanna use Nom, but its base stats are just like I think I need to get it to level one hundred to be able to use it. So <laughs> it's terrible, poor thing. All right. So your next question, though, as always, is a Pokedex entry, and you have to tell me who that Pokemon is. And so this one is going to come from it's going to come from Enharmonia. Its Soul Silver Pokedex entry reads: It can perform odd dance steps to influence its foes. Its style of dancing became hugely popular overseas. Who's that Pokemon? I think I know it. Go ahead. I mean, I was going to give you a free hint, but if you know it. No, go. Uh, I mean, I want to, I'm going to say it now and then give me the free hint. Okay. I want to see if I was right. Grumpig. This is a Gen 3 Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I know that Grumpig has uh, the weird dance. So that's what I say. Wow, that that is completely out of left field for me, which is why I'm convinced that you're right. Let's go with that. Grumpig is correct you guys are three for three today because like it's really weird because it like balances its pearls on its head and like does the dance that like controls people's minds but not many people know that grumpig does that it's kind of like the early malamar it's weird uh so neither of the questions that p mickey has lined up for me for this next question are are easy i should say i'll give you this one and i hope you get it (laughs) this one is from scummy squirtle I apologize in advance. As part of the promotion of Pokemon 2000, Ego launched limited edition Pokemon-themed waffles. What were the five Pokemon that could be seen on these waffles? And I will give you, honestly, I'll give you a point for each one you get and for a maximum of two points. So you managed to ask a question that happened like when Scron was in like kindergarten and I was in a different continent. Thank you, Thatch. I apologize. I just need you to give me two of the five, two of the five, and I'll give it to you. And they're waffles. Pikachu, so. I'm going to guess what you say, Scron. P. 
Pikachu is correct. You get four more guesses. In the nature of pancake slash waffle-shaped stuff. So, the thing is... Yeah, it's a waffle, so that doesn't matter as much, because you got the gridiron. But it's anyway. a promotion for the movie, so maybe Meowth? yeah. Pokemon 2000, yeah. So maybe it's like, I don't know, Meowth and Legendary Birds, or or Lugia and Legendary Birds? Uh, maybe Slowking. Hmm. So he said we got four guesses. Do you want to say, like, Meowth, Slowking, and then Lugia? And then if it's none of these... Exactly. <laughs> it's none of those three. Okay. So... You have one more guess. Just one of the legendary birds, honestly. I'm, I'm, I'm down with that. Let's say Zapdos, because Team Instinct for the win. Sure. Uh, no, no Zapdos. Um, so I will give you the point for the Pikachu, but the five Pokemon were Pikachu, Togepi, Elekid, Gengar, because we all know Gengar. Was in that what? movie, probably. It wasn't. It was <laughs> I know, not. I know. And Meryl. <laughs> yeah. That is so... Okay, so I understand Elekid and Meryl because they were in, like, the Pikachu short. Well, also Meryl was in the movie. Meryl was in the movie because Tracy was in the movie. Yeah, Tracy had a Meryl, yes. And also Togepi because Togepi. Misty had a Togepi. Fine. But Gengar... What? Togepi was also like one of the marketable ones at the time for like Gen 2-ish stuff. Hmm. Yeah. You got got you got one point out of this. You're four for four. That animated short really was the best. That was a good one because Snowlax is stronger than you. All right. So our next question is a base stat question as always. And our base stat question this week is from Merlander. What dragon type Pokemon has the lowest speed stat of all dragon type Pokemon? I think it's Drampa. Oh, Drampa, Tartanator, could be Bagon, uh, um, um, not Bagon, Shellgun as well. Because Shellgun does the, you know, the cocoon thing. Yeah. So we still have our hint, technically. You could still cash it in, though, too. Oh, that's right. We can cash it in. You could cash it in to go for six. Mmm. Mmm. Well. I know Drampa has a base speed that's like, I don't know. Oh, Gumi. Go- Ooh. Right? <laughs> the weakest dragon Pokemon. As it's it is the weakest. I don't know that it is the slowest. A slug. <laughs> That's my rationale. And yet, I keep thinking Drampa for some reason. Okay, so what is your vote? Yeah, I'm going to say Gumi. Because I, I think I've used Drampon. I think it's at least like... 50 base No, speed. no, 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 no. It does not reach 50. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Thing is slow. If you have that strong of a suspicion, then... I don't have that strong of a suspicion. My 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 question is really, do you want to use the hint or not? Because I don't, I don't think we're certain enough that we want to be looking to cash that in, you know? Uh, I'm a gambling person, but that's up to you. I'll let you decide. Oh, man. I don't like responsibilities or taking decisions. You know, um, I'm at the lowest amount of points currently, so I'm not going to win this round. So it's up to you based on what you want to do and see if you can try to catch up to the others. Oh, I don't think I'm going to win either. So so why not? Why not do it? You know what? Let's use the hint. Let's use the hint. Oh, okay. Fair. This is a dual type po- dragon type Pokemon. It has a second typing. 
So it has to be Tartanator. It's a Gen 8 dragon. Oh, Gen 8. <gasps> Duraladon. Oh, yeah, because... So Drapey is fast. And uh, Duraladon is a giant building. What other dragons are in Gen 8? Uh, they added those two lines. And then... Because the fossils are fast. Like, the fossils with the with the dragon-type legs are base 17. This Pokemon 17. would never have to go to the dentist, but um, tis. So I just say Duraludon. What does the dentist have to do with anything? What? Well, Duraludon has weird-looking teeth, from what I've seen. Oh. A blank a day keeps the doctor away. Oh, Appleton. Applin or Appleton? I don't know which one of the two is right. slower. Mm. Uh, okay. Yeah, which one of the two is slower? Ha. Huh. Huh. See, I thought to myself, I need to, to like read Gen 8 base stats, but I, I'm gonna guess it's... I mean, I don't think it gets slower when it evolves, so maybe Applin because it's stuck inside the apple. Okay, let's go with Applin. Applin is correct. Yeah, see, that took a long while, while but we got there. We were a bit far off. What was Gumi? Gumi's base 40, Applin's base 20, Appleton is base 30. Hmm. Uh, Drampa is tied with Turtonator at 36. See? Oh, okay. Uh, wow. There you go. For slowest, slowest dragon types, there you go. I would have been right a year ago. You would, you would have been right a year ago, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, or even not even a year ago, just like a month ago. <laughs> I don't feel so bad about that now. Uh, so that does change up our standings because you guys got five points today. And that moves you guys around because everybody's like really hot. Everybody's officially in double digits. I think this is the first time that's ever happened. Hmm, by the possibly, way. yes. Everybody's in double digits. First time ever. In first place, we have Sublime with 28 points. In second place, we have R Sigma with 24 points. In third place, we have Seth Vila with 20 points. In fourth place, Whimsicott with 18. In fifth place, Basket with 17. Tied for sixth are Dr. Shamu and Scrawn with 14 points. In eighth place, we have Linian with 13. And in ninth, we have Jushiro with 11. That's that. This is, I don't think it, we've had double digits on everybody before. So, like, bravo to all of you. Thank you. For spreading the love. And on that note, that's it for Puckles Pokey Quiz. If you want some more, tune in next week and we'll we'll do some more Pokey Quiz. Yeah. So we're going to take a short break and talk to you about an iTunes review and give you the topic. And we have another review this week from iTunes. This one is from 14Mudkit14. And he says, good stuff. If you're that bored, it's great. The intro is nice. Keep on doing what you're doing. Thanks to you, 14Mudkit14. <laughs> and if you too want your iTunes review or review of the podcast at all, right on the show, go ahead on whatever platform you do. We do rotate and find different reviews everywhere. So go ahead, leave it on your podcast uh, catcher of choice, and we'll get to you. And on that note, we're going to kick things on over to the topic. And welcome to the topic. The topic this week is going to be what's what's next, I guess. What's the plan? What's the plan, Stan? TPCI. What is a next arena? Next arena. I I mean I have I have thoughts, but I I want to hear what you guys say first. Okay, so I had this as sort of a shower thought um, last week or so, and it was what Pokemon are omitted from the decks that they could 
add in such quantities to justify doing a remake of that particular game as the next big Pokemon game. You know, like I feel like that rationale makes a certain degree of sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it yes. does. It does to an extent. Yes. So, but like obviously, there are like you you couldn't look at this from a you know sheer quantity perspective. I think you'd have to look at it from a percentage perspective, as in which Pokemon from each generation were omitted by percentage. So I haven't done those calculations. I <laughs> so so that so that so the uh, answer I want to is know what that those are. So I don't know the exact percentages, but I do know that if you look at like so I know I think it's only like fifty four Pokemon from Gen one are in there. Um, so think okay. about that. Um, that means there's a lot of All Gen right. two probably missing, mm-hmm. and by extent also a lot of Gen four. Um, I think there's also okay. a good number of Gen three stuff missing as well. I mean, we didn't get stuff like Meryl. I mean, um, we Gen get- three Pokemon aren't particularly memorable. <laughs> Uh, that that's yeah. uh, I don't agree with that. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna healthily degree, disagree with that. Me I think neither. I think I think Gen Five is where you're getting the ones that you can't remember. I mean, I I wouldn't know that about Shelmet and S Cavalier unless they were in this game. I wouldn't have missed them. <laughs> I, I I also don't miss. And let me tell you, because you probably didn't notice they were missing. But the elemental monkeys, they're missing. Uh, but nobody cares. Oh, nobody. Cares. <laughs> <laughs> nobody cares. I'll tell you what I do miss: Magnazone. Uh. Oh right, yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, I miss Magnezone. <laughs> I miss Magnezone. I miss. I miss. I guess, oh, oh wait, I've got a joke. I guess they wanted to keep out the illegal aliens. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't I though because myself. LGM's still in the game. Yep. Oh. Ah, boom. Yeah, they ruined the joke for you. There's a lot. Well, if you just look at the, there, I mean, I mean, this, I, this is not based on anything quantitative, but I feel like there's a lot of Gen Five Pokemon that are present. Like a lot there's of Gen a 5. whole lot of there's Gen a, 5 there's a there. lot of Gen Five Pokemon present. There's uh, mm-hmm. and I, I think I think that has to t- well they, there are a lot more Gen Five Pokemon than any other Gen. Uh, there is uh, just about as many Gen Five Pokemon as there are Gen One Pokemon. We only have fifty four Gen One Pokemon. And honestly, if we're looking at you know at it from a you know distance perspective, and we're looking at how many Gen One Pokemon are omitted, and if, if by also contrast the Gen Two. We're probably looking at a uh, Soul Silver Heart Gold remake. I don't think that's Silver true. Remake. I think I think you're probably you know, looking. I'm I'm saying it. You know, like I those were some of the most beloved mm. installments in the franchise, and they they're gonna want to do their normal revisiting of it. I think the I yeah. think they'll revisit Diamond and Pearl. I mean, it's the time. It's they know the community wants it because they did the same thing with Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. They knew that Hoenn confirmed was like a thing. They're very aware of the community. In that aspect, I think Diamond and Pearl is probably the very na- next natural step because Glammeow is still missing, guys. Glammeow. Okay. Glammeow hasn't been in the regional decks since 2007. <laughs> All right. The only game it was available in is it Pokemon it's Pearl. Pearl. It wasn't yeah. even available in Platinum. Nope. The only other it game. It was available in Pokemon White 2. No. No. Nope. It was not. <laughs> No, it was not. It was available in White Forest in some game. It's got to be. No. Oh, White Forest maybe. No, no, no. No, no Glammeow was not catchable. Uh, the only mm-hmm. other game that Glammeow was catchable in was in Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire when they did their whole, like, you can get all the Pokemon in the National decks thing for Gen on, 6. On one specific Mirage Island. It was on one very yeah. specific Mirage Island, which is also just, like, randomly time-based. So, uh-huh. like, it's not a consistent catching of Glammeow. But, yes, um... Oh, there is in white too. You can get it from a hidden grotto. 
accidentally. Oh, oh, that's it. A hidden grotto. Wow. (laughs) It's a rare Pokemon, you know? It's very hard to get. It is unobtainable. (laughs) Uh, I mean, so I am slightly more inclined to agree with Thatch on this one, simply because... Her gold and soul silver were so good because they were a remake. Because yeah. like fifty percent of their value is the nostalgia for gold and silver themselves and crystal. Sure. I would also so, argue that there's been a tone shift in Game Freak since those games were developed as well. Mm. Just because if you if you watch the interviews for Heart Gold Soul Silver versus the interviews for the more recent games, and I think it's just I don't think they could touch Heart Gold Soul Silver without ruining it. Uh, yeah, because I mean, they were they were they were a labor of love. They were for the franchise because if you read the interviews, they asked him. They asked him. Uh, they asked the director. I forget his name because it was a remake, so it wasn't one of the main directors of the Pokemon franchise. But they asked him, "Why did you put so much in there?" He goes, "I want people to have all of the things to do." And he goes, "People ask me why I'm doing so much," and I said, "Because I want to give the players the best experience I can possibly give them." And then then we fast forward to 2014. And we asked Junichi Masuda why there's no Battle Frontier. And he says, because nobody would use it. And then, yep. uh, so like, there's like, uh, there's like a little bit of a disconnect there. And like the mentality of current, of like current Game Freak versus, uh, versus Game Freak of old. And yeah, definitely. And so like, I, d- I don't, I honestly want them to leave Heart Gold Soul Silver alone. Let them be, let them, let them be what they are. Yeah, whereas I would very much appreciate a remake of Gen 4 on the Switch, simply I'm, because yeah. I think, I think the one thing that always kept me from replaying any Gen 4 games and the reason they kind of turn into a giant gray soup in my mind is how mind-bogglingly slow it is to move through those games. Yes, uh, but that's... I mean, they've also had issues with pacing, I would argue, in Sun and Moon and also in Sword and Shield. Oh, I don't mean, like, the story pacing. I mean, literally taking your character from oh, place A to place yes. B takes forever. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna... So, it, they'll probably handle it more like Omega Ruby Sapphire, where, like, there's just random, like, hey, you want to walk back with me? Um, And then you get auto-fast travel. Even just having a walking speed that's more appropriate <laughs> to the pace of the story would improve things on a considerable level, you know? Well, I do agree with that. Here- is my prediction and that you're not going to like it. You're going to complain about it, but I think it's more likely than them just releasing a main series Pokemon game next year. They're going to have another let's go. They uh, have said they, they will said, not. They said they weren't in interviews. What? Yeah. Did oh, you? This is This yeah. is wonderful news. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I don't <laughs> I think I thought of you I, when they said that. <laughs> I think, I think let's go was an anomaly. I think it, I like, I, I said it before and I'll say it again. Uh, I think Papa Nintendo was breathing down Game Freak's neck, <laughs> saying, "Hey, you got to get one of them Pokemon games out." And they said, "Okay." And they found the wonderful like combination of, "Hey, let's drag in the Pokemon Go audience at the same time," because I don't think you can recreate the magic of Pokemon Let's Go, Pikachu and Eevee with a Gen two game. I don't think you can recreate no. it because, yeah. um, one, it's Kanto, so you're already bringing back the people who came back to Pokemon Go who were the <laughs> quote unquote Gen oneers. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And so if those also, also, I mean, I, this is like, this is like a semi hot take in reference to the sales numbers because Joe Merrick made a claim, uh, recently. And this is, this is the one time I disagree with Joe because we got the sales numbers for let's go back in uh, October, the end of October. 
And they sold, I think they finally crossed the 11 million threshold. I think they're just over 11 million copies sold or something like that. But mm-hmm. I want everybody to keep in mind that they just crossed 11 million in, at the end of October and they launched and within like the first quarter had sold over 10 million copies already. Yeah. So there is a super slow burn on Let's Go sales after that happened. That's why if you go on Amazon.com right now, you can get Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee and for I, under I think $45. A lot of felt like they were cheated with those games. Too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, but that, so like you have that. Um, also everybody knows what a let's go game is now and there's no mystery to what that is. Um, Mm-mm-mm. and that, that tells me that the sa- first it was a slow burn and what Joe said, I, I do want to finish that, finish that thought is that Joe said, well, at this point in Omega Rufy and Alpha Sapphire's life cycle, they also sold 11 million at this point in time. Yeah, but it did, it wasn't like 10 millions and then 1 million over the next like whatever. Exactly. They many they only sold months. they only sold like 8 million at launch or something like that. Exactly. I think also like a very important factor about the sales of Let's Go is just how many people got Let's Go just because they were so desperate to play Pokémon on the Switch. I know I'm one of them. I I don't disagree with that sentiment either. Uh I I don't know. Let's let's go I think was an anomaly and I think what we're going to I so what I okay. what, what I foresee happening is a I'm going to I'm going to put this in heavily in quotes, a repeat of Gen 3. We're going to put that in heavy quotes because this was the last time we kind of had um and we're going to put Dexit in quotes in Gen 3 because Gen 3 when Ruby and Sapphire came out, all we got there was 200 Pokémon. There's 386 of them that exist, but we can only have 200 of them. And we're kind of in the same boat right now, right? There's 890 Pokemon, but we can only have 400 of them. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so you're saying this is the first part of that. Well, so it's like, a so, so it's like the re- first part. So like, let's look at what Fire Red, Leaf Green. First, yeah, so then they released Fire and Red and Leaf Green to kind of yeah. fill in the gaps uh-huh. that Ruby and Sapphire had. Yeah. And then they release, a, they release another game like Emerald that's like, everybody's here. Except it's not going to be Emerald because they haven't made a third version in forever. No, it won't be Emerald. Well, it's not It'll be a no, third version. No, it's so many different games. So, so this leads me to my next point: <laughs> that you can transfer from Sword and Shield to the new games. So, there, I have I have three points that that support my thought process here. So, the first point is that we have this repeat of Gen three. The second the second thought is if they continue with this release cycle of a game every year. Which seems like it's going to be the thing because just looking at like the VGC play style, like you're not. What are you going to do to really spice up VGC in 2020 or in 2021 mm-hmm. for VGC 2021? What are you going to do? Spice that up? And nothing. Nothing really. You right? can't do anything. Everything that is in the game isn't there. So that tells me that you're going to get you're going to get some kind of new game that's going to have a different okay. decks, and they're going to get. So you were saying that you you think it's going to be Gen Four, right? I have a contrary fact okay uh, that can you can kind of put against that and it's not so much a you know something you typically think about mm-hmm. but it's more like a stylistic uh choice and it's the fact that galar and Sinnoh are both located in a very cold area of the pokemon world i don't think and that really matters personally. i don't well, think that matters because you, know, you still have a desert in Sinnoh. And you still have sure, but they have, they have the dusty bowl in Galar. <laughs> you still have the dusty bowl in like, Galar. I don't. I don't think. I don't yeah, think thinking of real right. life, real life locations and their climates is a thing to do in Pokemon at all. Um, like one of the most <laughs> annoying things is to complain about how Galar has an icy region and there's no icy regions in England. I think that's a stupid comparison to make. So, quite frankly, so I like 
maybe this argument would have been valid a few generations ago, but they just said an entire generation in a small archipelago. So, yeah. I think that uh, I think that Gen Four is probably what's coming next week, next time, People and then we, like we, Hawaii. I guess I, I I think next we get we get Gen Four because of those two the, those two reasons. We're gonna get a new game next year probably, um, and then if you go if you go further, um, and you say oh well they're gonna release a yearly game, um, so we get let's say we get Golar decks, then we're gonna we're just gonna say for now we get Sinnoh decks as our next VGC format. Well, what do they do in twenty twenty two? Well, in 2021, you know what you know what 2021 is for the Pokemon company? The 25th anniversary. The 25th anniversary. And wouldn't it be oh. great if they released a game that they said everybody's here, like Super Sword yep. and Super Shield, that comes out with even better, even better story, improved story, kind of like Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. And trees that are not see-through. And then you can bring over the national decks, and then your format in 2022 uh, is the national decks? Uh, mm-hmm. It's a bunch of legends and starters. <laughs> Well, no, 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 no. You don't bring the legends. Like you don't. You get rid of the GS Cup because I think TPCI's acknowledged. I think they've realized that GS Cup is probably their lowest participation in terms of format. Yeah, and which it is. If you look at their participation numbers for VGC nineteen versus VGC sixteen, or VGC nineteen and VGC sixteen, in both those three year blocks, they have significantly lower numbers than the rest of the years. Yeah. So. So just throwing that out there, but I think that's I think the timeline works out really really well in their favor um, to do it this to do it this way. And uh, I had another reason other than that. Uh, <laughs> well, I hope you're right. Uh, I would like n- new main series games. I say new heavily, you know, you know, jaded by my experience of getting Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, but you know, I'd still be okay with that. I, so, oh, so my third point is, um, if you actually look at the sales numbers of every third game, we're gonna put that in quotes since Emerald. You can see that TPCI has progressively sold more and more, and you can argue, oh, well, Black and White two and Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon are two games, and they are. But if you if you think about what TPCI is thinking in that in that format. They go, we just want to see more sales of games that took us very little work to make. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Because they're just gonna they're just taking um so like Emerald is literally just Ruby and Sapphire and they made a few changes. And that's Emerald version. You get six point something million uh sales. You do the same thing with Platinum, which is just like Diamond and Pearl squished together um with a slightly different story. You got uh, like one extra world you can go to, which is the uh oh my gosh, I forget what it's called. Um wherever Giratina lives. And the distortion, distortion world. Yeah, the distortion world. And I think that sold like something like seven ish million. And then Black and White 2 came out, and they, if you separate them, didn't sell well. But if you think of them as just one game, because it didn't take them long to re- redevelop the whole Unova yeah, region, sure. and they just put two cartridges out with the same, with the same regional exclusives or version exclusives. And you see what happened there is they ended up selling like uh, just about eight million copies and then you see ultra sun ultra moon where again they didn't make a lot of changes they added a couple pokemon they changed the end of the story and they sold even more than black and white 2 did and they're at like eight and a half million sales for ultra sun ultra moon which are the best selling since emerald the best or even since crystal the best selling third version of a game and so what you do is you gate off the pokemon until the third version of the game and then when you bring back the national decks, everybody buys it and you sell 10 million copies of third version yeah. games. And from the perspective of someone who had to, has to sell the games, it's way easier to sell a game saying, oh, Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon aren't sequels to Sun and Moon. They're just better versions. People are more likely to buy Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. But if you're doing black and white 
or Black White 2 and White 2, and you're saying, well, Black 2 and White 2 are sequels to Black and White, so you probably want to buy Black and White first. So they end up buying that, and then they may or may not buy the sequel. It doesn't, so. ma- it doesn't matter because they just want they just want the sales. Like at the end of the day, that's right. what they want. They want right. the sales. And yeah, that's probably what's going to happen, I guess. It's just updated Sword and Shield. I, I'm not happy about it, but that's what's going to happen. I'm happy about it from a, <laughs> from a tournament organizer perspective in adding new Pokemon, changing up the format. Because if we're stuck with the Sword and Shield VGC format, I already know it's going to get stale real quick, even with like the changing up Gigantamax Pokemon and all. Uh, <laughs> yep. it's going to get stale eventually within a year. Like it, people are going to like it for this year, this year. And I'm super excited for that. But you know, if it's, you know, it's going to be this year in the first half of next year in the VGC season, if it has to go beyond that, people are going to be sick of it. And that's what I'm worried about. I mean, you get like a handful <laughs> of, of new Pokemon whenever home drops, because you can breed them in Galar. Just like a handful. a handful. But even, it's really yeah. a handful, yes. It's like a handful, and I mean, it's like, I think it's, first of all, one of them is Incineroar. Yeah, uh, have that's fun. what I was thinking. Have fun. <laughs> um, and then I, I think it's like Kanto starters, Alolan starters, and I think that's about it. I think that's about it that would be allowed in VGC. Pretty much, yes. Alolan Ninetales. Oh, and the Alolan, like and the Alolan Pokemon, yeah. the Alolan forms, yeah. Alolan Ninetales, Alolan, Alolan Ninetales will probably see play. I don't know about Alolan Persian, but, uh, or maybe Alolan Dugtree. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> who knows oh man so i think this has been a good discussion like don't take our words as law though take them as like a cumulative you know understanding and trying to grasp what they're going to do oh to I, so there's there's no rules there's no rules whatsoever there, there are no rules there, <laughs> there are, that's there are no rules we've learned there's no the rules, rules went out the windows in gen 5 yeah. it kind i think of, that uh, my gen cold six. theory gen six. holds water uh but you know it is what it is. I think Harkle Soul Silver is not what they would do whatsoever. I think they know that the community would be like uh, if they put out another Let's Go. I don't. I think they're aware of what the response would be. Just looking at the sales for Let's Go and the reception of Let's Go in the community, I don't. I don't know what's going on. I the the other thing. I mean, it it depends. I mean, they could also change course depending on everything because the PR for this uh, for Sword and Shield. I mean, it, no matter what your thought of the game was, the PR for Sword and Shield was horrible. Like regardless of what you think of the game, like yeah. it, it was, it was one hundred percent horrible. Yeah. I mean, there there was no way to handle the backlash that was happening. No good responses. I mean, because I mean, you announced something big like Dexit, and then you kind of followed it up with like one trailer, and then nothing for two months, and then you follow it up with like Gen <laughs> One stuff, and I, I don't think that makes things much better. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, I, I don't like the hands off approach that they take. I think they should be more active with the community rather than just kind of like, yeah, you're gonna buy whatever we buy anyway. Uh, it's all Nintendo anyway. anyway. It's so. Nintendo. I mean, Nintendo uh. <laughs> doesn't take a lot of feedback in general from its fan base, mm-hmm. and that, that's the that's the major thing. I don't know though. I, I I wonder. I I don't know what's going on in TPCI, and I don't I don't want to speculate on that because I I think that's uh it would it would be that just that just speculation. It's not based on anything, but I think what we talked about here today is is something that can. It's based on past models. Okay. One last prediction. That's about it. Um, battle simulator style game uh, compatible with Pokemon Home, uh, or it is Pokemon Home. Yeah. So, like, I'm talking like the fourth gen battle Pokemon Stadium or whatever. Uh, Pokemon no, Battle Revolution. Don't. Yeah, yeah. There is no reason for a Battle Revolution to exist because. What it did is bring Pokemon to your home console. Pokemon is already on your home console. Yep. Now Pokemon needs to be on your mobile phone. 
That's what home does. That's what home does. And that would be, be the only thing that did it better. People would buy it because Yeah, know, no, no, that's what you do with cool. that's what you do with home. And then you don't package it as like a you don't package home so much as a service like you did with Pokemon Bank. You package home as like a as like a thirty dollar game. Sure. And and that's how you do it. And maybe you don't even package it as like a thirty dollar game, what you do well, maybe it's like twenty dollars on Switch, but then you have to pay like ten dollars to get it on your phone. And then, well, then it's packaged together and then you just log into the same account and you can go from the switch to the phone. I, for one, would love the interesting stadiums you can battle in once again. I mean, you can kind of change the yeah. stadiums. You can do that now. Sword and Shield. You can do that now based on like the background of your trainer card. Mm-mm. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. If your trainer card has a background that's connected to a certain gym, you mm-hmm. have a 50% chance of any battle you do online or in local to have that background. If yep. both people have the same background, the battle is guaranteed to happen in that stadium. Yep. Huh. Yep. Neat. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that already happens. So it's, a, I mean, which is nice. That was like one of my requests is that something happened about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, I mean, it's great. Uh, too bad I can't do my 6v6 battles there. Yeah. Mm. If I, I mean, I would totally be down. I would totally be down for home to have that. I mean, this is this is what I've been saying since June. Um, yes. I think I think home should include something like that. And at this point, I don't have my hopes up that it's going to have that. Mostly because uh, I don't know. They they did say during a lot of the interviews when people asked about Dexit, they did keep praising that home was going to be the the solution to that problem. Yeah, but knowing them, it's not going to be the solution to the problem the way we would want it to be the solution to the problem. But exactly. Uh, I, I fully see it being like, I, I see it being more of a hub than Bank was, but not to the extent that we want it to be. Yeah. That's what I see it as. But we'll we'll see how it goes forward. Uh, but on that note, uh, this is a good place to stop. We can wrap it up. And uh, we'll take a short break and Seth will yell at you about some ramen. <laughs> and we will go ahead and uh, kick it on over to Puckle's Pokey Quiz. Catch ya. Not, on pu- the not flip- Pucky, oh, Pucky no, Quiz. Oh my gosh, Poke of the episode. We will catch you on the flip-flop. Hey guys, Seth Philo cutting in to tell you about something awesome that I've been absolutely loving. Vite Ramen. If you guys know me, you know I have a borderline noodle addiction, and part of that love has always been a guilty pleasure for ramen. Well, Vite Ramen is ramen, but get this, it's actually good for you. You heard me right. The guys at Vite Ramen have spent years making ramen that's nutritionally complete, and I absolutely adore it. Each bowl has 30 grams of protein, which is more than your average protein shake, 7 grams of fiber, all 27 key vitamins and minerals that you need, and most importantly, tons of awesome flavor. Oh yeah, and did I mention it still only takes 4 minutes to prepare? It's basically still instant ramen. You can head over to VitRamen.com and pick up soy sauce chicken, garlic pork, and my favorite, vegan miso flavors, as well as handy utensils and other such stuff. And here is the coolest part. At checkout, enter code PUCKLE and you'll get 10% off your entire order. That's P-U-C-L, all caps, for a whopping 10% off. Anyway, I gotta get back to rating, and you've got a show to finish. Catch you guys on the flip-flop. And welcome to our Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 842, Appleton, the Apple Nectar Pokemon. It's Pokemon Shield. Dex entry reads, its body is covered in sweet nectar and the skin on its back is especially yummy. Children used to have it as a snack. What? 
That's a great Pokedex yeah. entry. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a Pokemon that people eat. <laughs> the the sword entry talks about how it's uh, how it's like how it's a predator of bug. It's Pokemon. a predator of folk Pokemon because it's sweet. It's, it brings them in with the scent. <laughs> Appleton's kind of cool. Uh, he's got a base HP of one ten, so he's a chunky boy. Base eighty five attack, eighty defense, a hundred special attack. 80 special defense and a and a hefty 30 speed. Ooh. He's also grass dragon, which isn't the best, but it's okay. We still love mm-hmm. him anyway. I mean, it has really good resistances and it has really bad weaknesses. He does so. have he does have he does have a lot of resistances. It's like he has four quarter resistances mm-hmm. or three quarter resistances yeah. and one half resistance. So like good for him. Yeah. Uh Mega Septile died for this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Probably closer to Flapple in that instance. Uh, Probably, yes. What you're saying is that we got rid of the Christmas tree to have a Thanksgiving pie. uh, I don't think apple pie is typically a Thanksgiving pie. It's just, you know, pie. I would classify pumpkin pie. We need, like, instead of Appleton, we need Pumpkinton. That's what we need. Mm, right. So if you breed an apple turn with a pumpkaboo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we need a pumpkin. I do not want to envision that. All right. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, fun thing about Appleton, the things you think are its ears coming out from under its helmet are actually its eyes. Yes. Oh, yeah. They're like upside down eyes and it's super creepy. It's <laughs> awful. Yeah. Uh <laughs> so we don't have a team for you this week. I do want to. I do want to preface that again, mostly because right now, like probably as you're listening to this, they're finally coming to a verdict on whether or not Dynamax should exist in OU. <laughs> mm. Well, we can kind of do a quick little thing. He's not. It. He's not. I'm not going to build a team right now. But he's. Uh, he's. He's not a bad little boy. Well, like in terms of viability for Appleton, he's. It, it he's okay to the ability you use. Yes, like, it he does. gets thick fat, which is really nice. Which uh, takes his four times weakness to ice down to two times if you have thick fat. But he's also got gluttony. He's got gluttony and ripen, and I think ripen might be. So all of his abilities better. are pretty good to choose. Yeah, uh, ripen is really good if you have the recycle egg move, but it's just mm-hmm. a matter of picking what stat you want to do i could see some crazy you know shenanigans going on with that yep <laughs> and like recover recovering and stuff since it gets uh, i think i think i think it gets recover uh that's a bold statement i do not know if appleton gets recover it does get recover level 24 level 24 yep. oh, okay what look yep. at that yeah, it does what a chunky monkey what a chunky monkey i guess what you could do is get rid of anything that has an ice type move build it either super special defensive or super physical defensive give it the berry that raises your defense or special defense when you're hit with that kind of move yeah and then just sit there forever yeah (laughs) honestly that's a choice (laughs) he's he's Mm -hmm. a chunky monkey okay he's just too cute it has a really good move pool actually as well yeah it's not bad it's stuff like superpower sucker punch it also gets body body press press. yeah body press has been a fun one yeah yeah he's got he's got a pretty good move pool yeah he's not doing too bad i mean he is also a dragon type so like they do give him something because he's a dragon type Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. i think that really combines all of it together but he's an interesting pokemon and he also gets a gigantamax which is uh objectively probably not that great what what does the apple acid gigantamax move do uh it is uh oh my gosh it's nothing it's so it doesn't matter when you're in a max raid battle that's i can tell you that for sure 
Okay, I'm, I'm looking it up. I don't remember it. I remember Flapples, but I don't remember his. Yeah. Uh, so it's Gmax Sweetness. Yep. Uh, they both have heals, the same one. They have the it same. It heals one. all status conditions on your side of the. That's table. it. Yep. Yeah, they don't have the same one. They just oh, no. look G- the same. Where yeah, they Gigantamax. Yeah. It's either Gmax Sweetness or Gmax Tartness. Yeah. And tartness is only good if you're running a hustle flapple. Yes, so. lowers yeah. the evasiveness. Yeah, unless you like use it the last turn and they're like running dragon rush or something. I don't know. Part anyway. of me, part of me would rather have the grassy terrain. Honestly, <laughs> Honestly. yes. I think I'd rather you, have the grassy you, you, terrain. You can't benefit from that because you're a flying type. Anyway, exactly. So. Who's no, a you're flying? not. Nobody's a flying type. Oh, oh! I thought flapple was a flying. No, he's nope. a grass dragon. But it's flying. It, okay, Pokemon doesn't make sense. I need to stop trying to make it. Make yes. Sense. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. Oh, oh, yeah. So Appleton, it's probably can do stuff. We don't know what it does yet. That's <laughs> yeah. Uh, it probably won't do anything. <laughs> it probably-, probably won't do anything. I haven't seen it in my OU uh, adventures yet. One day. Showdown. Just wait till Dynamax yeah. is gone. Wait till Dynamax is gone. Honestly, <laughs> yes. Honestly. Wait till Dynamax is gone and fl- if Appleton might see some more use. Yeah, let's just say that with its resistances, it has... I, I think it can have, like... It can plug some defensive holes on certain teams, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Yeah. All right. On that note, uh, yeah, that's Appleton. We're gonna just going to make this segment super short. And next week, we will hopefully have a team for you as OU becomes something. So, uh, on that note, we're going to switch on over to the mailbag. It's mail time! It's time for the mailbag! Send in your emails! And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag, as always, is brought to you by Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves. And as always, we'll get the Green Tauros badge out if we remember. Probably not. And so <laughs> on that note, uh, this is the segment of the show where you, the listener, can send in emails to us at pucklepodcast at gmail.com. We read them on the show. We typically have a question. We asked you guys what you thought about the post game last week. Uh, this week, we're going to ask you, what do you think is going to be next in the Pokemon franchise? What do you think their overall plan is? What do you, what game do you think we'll get next or what do you hope comes next? I guess is a good question as well, but yeah, let's go into these emails though. Our first email is going to be from gone core fishing. Good morning. Puckle crew gone core fishing here. Thanks for another great episode this week. As always, when it comes to the post game for sword and shield, I've been mostly wrapped up in camping and working on my curry decks as opposed to my actual Pokedex or building any kind of competitive teams. Camping was by far my favorite new feature they added to this game. And there are a few neat things to go with it. And I'll make mention of of here in case anyone is in the same boat as I am. First off, if you really want to show off your curry making skills and get that sweet five-star Charizard class ranking, I suggest visiting Lisa's camp on Route 8. You can fly there directly using the town map. It's the one with all the evolutions. There's four trainers who will make curry there with you, so it makes it easier to get a higher ranking. Just be careful not to burn it. Uh, when I've put in as many slightly rare berries as I could, I've gotten a five-star rating every time. Also, she always makes instant noodle curry, so if you're trying to add new flavors to your deck, stay away from this as your base, uh, stay away as using this as your base in your own camp. Next up, camping makes all of the friendship evolutions e- so much easier than in past games. After making just one four-star Cooper Jaw class curry, 
I was able to evolve all the baby Pokemon as well as type null I had my party. This really helped me in working to complete the Pokedex as I found the friendship evolutions to take the longest in post-game as opposed to a playthrough. Side note, having a camp full of baby Pokemon is even cuter than it sounds. Oh. You, If you haven't camped with a Togepi yet, it's almost indescribably cute, and you have to try it. Looking at you, Whimsicott. I mean, I camped with Znom, so... Fine. <laughs> also, play play around with having different Pokemon at the front of your party for making current curry, as certain ones will have different proportion sizes, which is a nice touch that really adds to the experience. A example, Rillaboom will get a massive pile of curry, while Frostmoth just gets a tiny spoonful. Yeah, Frostmoth gets a spoonful, but Snom gets the giant pile. That's hilarious. Does it really? Yes. That's cute. That's cool. Love that. Lastly, making different classes of curry unlocks different expressions for your avatar for your league card. Oh. The most fun is when you unlock the expression from the one-star coughing class curry and can make your avatar look like they're going to hurl while doing the thumbs-up action or Leon's Charizard pose. <laughs> Keep up the amazing work. I hope you have a fantastic week. Gone core fishing. Honestly, that this is a helpful mailbag. I don't very I can't remember the last time we've had such a I don't know I don't know what time that I had a mailbag that I learned something. Right? I, I learned something from that. I don't remember the last time that happened, and I'm happy that it happened. So thank you. Thank you for that, Gone Core Fishing. Uh, green Taurus badge right now. There you go. Yeah, right now. It's yours. <laughs> well, we should at least give the other mailbags nope. a chance. They're not going to teach me anything. <laughs> I mean, they might. You don't know. Let, let's give them a shot. Okay, okay. Go ahead, Whimsicott. Okay, this one is from Fairy King Nova. Hey, Puckle people, and hey, Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Ryan's actually coming over to record an episode with me today. Nice. It'll it'll be out later this month, so keep an eye out for that. (laughs) Amazing. I'm back with another email, maybe read by Fluffy this time. There you go. Maybe. (laughs) In regards to your prompt, I do have a few opinions. I found that after beating the post-game, I was left with the age-old question that plagues me after every Pokemon game. Now what? Well, I'm here to tell you, not much. I love these games, but just like last gen, I've been left with nothing really. But what do I have? What I do have, I'm enjoying so much. I've been breeding for shinies, wonder trading, quote unquote, for either Pokemon from other parts of the world or even mons in different bowls. Got to love my love and moon bowl. I've also started building competitive mons, so good like my Hatterene and some weird like my prankster and Grimslar that will just spam metronome. Hmm. Anyway, there's some stuff there to do, but like Ariel, I want more. In closing, (laughs) I'm happy that I'll be playing this game for a bit. But while I have you, I have yet another wonderful question. Out of this 10, who are your top 5 months, if time will allow, or just your top one? Let's just do the top one. (laughs) Mine is a tie for first place between Grimmsnarl for being a fairy bro, Toxtricity because he's a punk and all of punk, and Frostmoth because it's a queen. Anywho, till next time, Fairy King Nova. P.S. Love the show and everything you guys and gals do. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I think <laughs> my favorite is probably... I don't even know. Uh, I, the, the good news about this gen is like the Pokemon designs were all solid. Yeah. I don't think there's a single one I disliked. I think mine... I think like I'm cool with Toxtricity. I'll just say Toxtricity and that's where, we're, that's where we'll end it. Indeedy. Fair. I like... Mm, Wooloo... Frostmoth and Snom, Inteleon, and Sinistee, and Galarian Ponyta. No, wait, no, I'm changing mine. Galarian Farfetch'd. 
Delorean <laughs> Farfetch'd. I'm Fair saying enough. it now because I said he existed and people doubted. People <laughs> doubted. Love that. The duck existed. The duck exists. All right. Uh, last one is going to be from Trainer Wolf. Gotcha. All right. Hey, Thatch and Co. Trainer Wolf here to give my thoughts on post-game Sword and Shield. Got another longer email this week after doing a shorter one a couple weeks ago, so sorry in advance for that. You should apologize. First of all, thanks for letting us know that Apricorn balls are available in the Gym Leader Challenge. I knew you could get spare Master Balls there, but I didn't realize you could get the Rare Balls too. And that's always been a big complaint I had with Sun and Moon. I like to catch Pokemon on balls that match aesthetically. For example, I caught Lunala in the Moon Ball, but that makes it really hard to pick when you're only given one of each. So I'm happy to learn they are renewable, even if they're very rare. I caught my G-Max Snorlax in a Heavy Ball, so it's good to know that I can get another one for when I find a G-Max Duraludon. If you're playing with a friend, make a list of which Pokemon you both are missing and help each other out. For example... My wife told me which shield exclusives she needed, and I told her the sword exclusives I needed. And after we'd both gotten all of the exclusives, we caught and bred things for each other, and we completed the decks already last week. It was a really fun way to work together, and I'd highly recommend if you have a real-life friend playing rather than just hoping to get trades with random people online. However, if you don't have real-life friends playing, then Puckle obviously is a fantastic place to make friends. Finally, this isn't really a tip, but if you're breeding for a competitive or shiny Pokemon, think about maybe saving some breed checks to surprise trade on Christmas. The past few years, there have been a lot of people on YouTube and Reddit who wonder trade breed checks on Christmas so that kids who just got the game can have some cool stuff coming in. When Ultra Sun Ultra Moon came out, I sent several boxes of Totodile, which were kind of hard to get in that game, and in return I got a lot of Route 1 Pokemon. <laughs> it was a great feeling, knowing that maybe I was introducing kids to my favorite Pokemon as they started their journeys. This year I've got a couple of boxes of Dreepy, and I'm planning on shiny hunting Marini and maybe hunt Honage. It's nice to think those Breejigs might go to someone who has never seen that Pokemon before, and it might make their Christmas even better. Trainer Wolf signing off as the journey continues. I heartily approve of this, and I will probably email. do this if I have time. It happens every year. But it's nice to get the reminder, you know? Yeah, yeah and that was another helpful, you know, email. Not as helpful. Honestly. Not as helpful. Okay. Like the curry stuff, I didn't know about that. That's that's my personal bias. I learned about the curry stuff, and I I'm I'm tapped into the community. I knew but I I really do like <laughs> Trainer Wolf's email as well. You know what? Goodwill gets you nothing here. <laughs> <laughs> we want curry. <laughs> Teaching me about getting vomiting expressions on my trainer card is what this is about. All right, Green Taurus badge roll. You can claim your Green Taurus badge <laughs> go, on go the Discord. Corp. <laughs> on that note uh again if you want to email us next week at pucklepodcast.gmail.com let us know what you think is coming next in the pokemon in the pokemon world uh, i'd love to hear from you guys uh, uh following that up even even more uh if you want to keep up with us throughout the week you can keep track of us on twitter mostly twitter instagram and facebook uh you can also go ahead and take a look over at twitch.tv slash the puckle podcast we did a patreon raid night the other day and it was fantastically fun so we're going to try to get more of those happening if you're in the Patreon. We're also going to go ahead and uh, we also have a YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash Puckle Podcast, where you guys can go over there. We're attempting to get some different content up because battle videos no longer exist. There, There's some stuff in the works. And then following that is, uh, I don't even know what I'm talking about, um, but now we have, uh, <laughs> we can also support the show in a couple different ways. One, you can go over to Twitch, drop a Twitch Prime sus- subscription if you really want. Uh, especially if you have Prime, Amazon Prime, you can get a free one. And we appreciate the uh, the couple of dollars that throws our way. You can also go ahead and go over to uh, 
to our T Public store and support us over there. Um, you can also go over to our friends over at Vite Ramen, which is uh, a great <laughs> ramen service if you want to get ramen that is actually good for you. My favorite thing, because everybody, whenever I talk to them about it in real life, they, they go, well, ramen has a lot of salt in it. And fun fact, they have half the sodium of a typical ramen package you'd have. And that is uh, that's due to the fact that they make everything like all of the nutrients in their ramen, 25 percent of like your daily intake. And that includes sodium. And so a typical package of ramen would have 50 percent of your daily value of sodium. So their package of ramen has 25 percent of your daily value of sodium. So you're saying I've got to eat four. I mean, you should. I mean, you could. I, I would say don't eat more than that. Uh, uh, and, I'm joking. Uh, the idea is it's just like a meal replacement for like one day and it's ramen. So it's good <laughs> and tasty. So uh, go over there. Use code Puckle at checkout to help support the show. They kick back a little bit to, to us when that happens. And I, I fully support their product. So uh, and finally, if you want to go over to patreon.com slash Puckle podcast to be able to join in cool things like patreon raid nights getting your name read on the show and uh and a host of a uh, bunch of other cool rewards so go over there and check it out i definitely uh definitely want to uh push that out there so on that note here in the lavender town radio tower i've been trainer thatch i've been Sopran. and i have been the fluffiest whipsicut and it's closing time here at Puckle would like to thank all of our patrons who make this show possible and as well as just give us a bunch of awesome stuff to uh, work with and improve the show. Uh, I put out a video earlier this week thanking all of you for your continued support. Some changes to the tiers that are coming. You should see those changes reflected on patreon.com slash Puckle podcast later this week. But I do thank all of you for supporting the show in 
as much as you have and as much as you could. It's just amazing to me, and I really appreciate it. And on that note, uh, I'm going to go ahead and go ahead and read all of your names as I do every week because I I'm just ah man I'm blown away, and I I want to thank all of you for making this possible. And I'd like to reiterate, as always, none of us make money from this show. It all goes back into the show, making it bigger and better. And it's very exciting because we can do a lot with your support. So once again, thank you. And without further ado, thank you to Greg, Viger, Dooley, Cordia, Snickle, Rob, JT Rex, Big Chunk, The Fluffiest Ones of Cut, Sean, Michael, Paul, Dexio, Christian, Miguel, Apollo, Corey, Rotted Mushroom, Titan Killer, Lane, Piccolo, Ryan, John, Wade, Marcus, Kinkovic, and Harmonia, Alolan Dergs, Tank, Sheldon, Michael, CR Perkins, Bodtech, Swampertata, Gone Corfish, and Amanda, Chris, Andrew, Alex, Kenneth, Michael, Jordy, Ellen, Jacob, Bear, Nicholas, Holden, Justin, Launchpad, McQuack, Craig, Joey, Matthew, Sheon, John, Jonathan, Merlander, Caleb, Joshua, Zane, P. McGee, Robert, the Golden Klefki, DGZ, the British Gent, Brian DeWolf, Dylan, Trevor, TJ, Keegan, Peach, Doc Knox, Dennis, Farmer Fox, Echo, Edub, Jonathan, Disco, Calypso, Kelvin, Taylor, Mike, Colt, Allegionary, Maxi, Shambles, Justin, Crocodiles and Crocs, Michael, Tim, Equals Dylan, Andrew, Old Man Tup, Jesse, David, Super Chad, Chan, Chandman, Lord Corbinick, Harvey, Lotto, Jordan, Raymond, Brock, Ed, Louise, Cal- Kevin, Nico, Hayden, Voltaire, Calvin, Justin, Luke, Matthew, Neleb, South, Brandon, Locke, iStarly TV, Zach, Kenneth, Prime Rib, Elfeets, Jeremy, Gigantamax Metapod, Sammy, Graham, Greg, Alec, Christopher, Yegler, Mikey, Christopher, Kevin, Chris, Darkflame, Halfwell Review, Sparky, Coop, Jordan, Shira, Zarni, Smacky the Frog, Ironcaster, Orange Avenger, William, Steve, Anime Gravy, Hazelnut, Sarah, Dylan, Joseph, Treby, Cordell, Julie, and Alex. Thank you to all of you. That is a lot of names now. I appreciate it. I will catch you guys all in the flip-flop. And again, you're awesome. Thank you for your support. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 